Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon, even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Ken Blanchard and Randy Conley about simple truths of leadership. Ken Blanchard and Randy Conley, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thanks, John. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with both of you. I'm super excited to be able to sit down with both of you today. And we're going to be talking about your new book, Simple Truths of Leadership. Now, there are so many different components to leadership. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff for us to unpack in terms of what you're focusing on in your book. And I think this will just be a really great, fun conversation. As we get started, I just wanted to introduce uh, both of you to my listeners. Ken Blanchard is a best-selling author, speaker, leadership expert, and thought leader, and a longtime uh, passionate person around the areas of leadership. And he shares his insights and powerful messages with audiences around the world through his speeches, consulting services, and his best-selling books. And really, I could go on and on. Ken, uh, with your background, uh, but that's just a small taste of everything that you have done throughout an illustrious career and life. Randy Conley is a trusted thought leader, author, speaker, and vice president. He helps people and organizations build high trust relationships. And again, they're both co-authors on this book that we'll be discussing today. It's a pleasure to be with both of you. Uh, would either or both of you like to share anything else about your background, your personal context before we dive on into the conversation? No, I said, uh, I think life is a very special occasion and I don't like to miss it. So uh, we've had a lot of fun. Our company is over 40 years old and Randy's been with us 25 years. So it's a, it's really been fun. I started with my wife, Margie, and obviously she should be president. She has a PhD in communication (laughs) and I'm a cheerleader type. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to be with you, John. We're just having fun spreading the message of servant leadership and trust because both Ken and I believe from the core of our being that servant leaders are the answer to today's leadership challenges. So thanks for helping us spread the word. My pleasure. And I also share that passion. Uh, I, I think there are so many different styles and models of leadership out there. Um, but at the foundation of all of it for sustainable, impactful leadership, I think it needs to be grounded in a servant Michael. leadership approach. And, and I think that really will, will both lead to 
individual leaders uh, being more fulfilled and having more uh, impact, but also uh, the people around them trusting them more, being more committed to them and the organization. I think it's just all around creates a better dynamic. Uh, and, and so I think it'll be super fun to unpack all of this with you today. Um, let's start now with the book and why you wrote the book, Simple Truths of Leadership. Uh, and then we can start to talk about really what those simple truths are for you and how that might uh, connect with my listeners. John, my um, mission statement starts with, I am a loving teacher and example of simple truths. So I've been trying to get the complexity out of the leadership concepts and all. And I've become a big fan of servant leadership in the last number of years. And as Randy and I talked, servant leaders build trust and trust and servant leader go hand in hand, don't they, Randy? Yeah, they sure do. Like one of our friends, uh, Charles Green, who's a leading authority in the field of trust, he shared with us, you know, servant leadership and trust, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. So, you know, you, you can't really have one without the other. Yeah, I, I like that analogy. That's fantastic. So for you, uh, servant leadership, you've already identified, you've talked about trust and how important that is. Uh, what are some of these other simple truths that you lay out in your book? And then we can start to really dig into some of those? Well, the, the, the big concept, because we have, the way the book is designed is 26 simple truths on servant leadership and 26 on trust. And I do the servant leadership and all. And one side of the page is a simple truth, like a basic one here is that uh, servant leadership is basically the only way to get ba- great results and great relationships. And then on the other side of the page, it explains why, you know, because when I talk to people about servant leadership, they think I'm talking about the inmates running the prison or trying to please everybody, but they don't realize that there's two parts of servant leadership. This, the leadership part, which is about vision, direction, values, and goals, because leadership is about going somewhere. And that's the responsibility of the hierarchy. Doesn't mean you don't involve your people, but if people aren't clear what they're being asked to do or what good behavior looks like, shame on you. Once that's clear, now you turn the pyramid philosophically upside down and you get to the servant part and your job is to help people win, help them live according to the vision and values and accomplish the the goals. And so that's an example of a simple truth. One side of the page and the bottom always says, how do you uh, make uh, common sense, common practice? So we're trying to help people really take these concepts and use them. Yeah, excellent. And would you like to add anything to that, Randy? Well, uh, yes. What Ken and I have found is that although leadership is a complex topic, it's a complex field, lots of parts and pieces, most leaders tend to overcomplicate it. So what I mean by that is we, we get too bogged down in the details and the weeds of you know, this model versus that model and this theory versus that theory and all these different tactics. And yet, if we can just sort of rise above that and keep our eyes focused on the broad principles, the simple truths of leadership, that's where you get your biggest bang for the buck. And so we've tried to create the book to be a very user-friendly leadership handbook. Uh, And it's no coincidence that there are 52 simple truths of leadership because we wanted one for each week of the year, right? That a leader could look at, 
contemplate. And as Ken said, we have a section called Making Common Sense Common Practice. And we give some very simple steps on how to get started on applying this leadership principle. And so we've already had presidents of organizations and other leaders say, you know what? I'm taking one per week and I'm sharing it with my team. We're talking about it in our staff meeting and we're having discussions about how we can incorporate this into our culture and our way of leading and managing our team. Yeah, I like that practical approach and the self-reflective approach that you're advocating here. Um, because so often, so I mean, there's so many leadership books, right? Uh, you can go search on Amazon right now, and I'm sure there will be thousands <laughs> that come up and, you know, a, a varying value. But what I've, what I've found as I look at various leadership books is uh, that many of them are fairly esoteric. Uh, they get into the, the nitty gritty of specific models mm-hmm. uh, or specific styles and approaches um, and, and models are helpful in terms of providing frameworks of, in ways of understanding, but they're, they're, of course, overly simplistic because that's what a model is and, and they can't address everything. Right. And so what you end up having are like a thousand books, all taking like their own prescribed look yeah, and sharing their, their prescribed view um, of leadership through a particular lens. And, and while that can be interesting and helpful, it's not always particularly practical and, yeah. and just being able to read that book and then understand, well, okay, how do I apply this in my situation in today, in my context, that can be challenging. And so the more we can get people to think about these types of principles, or in this case, the simple truths, as you put it, and really, um, see the connection that they have to it, see how, they fit within that principle um, and, and then what they can do to actually start leaning into it and, and learning how to, to, uh, to practice that principle each and every day in their lives, in the workplace, that's where true impact can happen. And we just, we need to have that practice because leadership takes practice. We need to have that self-reflection because leadership takes self-awareness and awareness of others. Uh, and, and so I applaud you for, for taking that kind of a practical approach well, in your thank book. you, thank you, and and that's not a ding on those style of books because they're they're very appropriate and needed for their purpose, you know, and uh, but what most of us would probably agree with is that when we get those, you know, sort of thick, dense, esoteric books, we we kind of start it, you know, we we and then we start skimming, and then before you know, we don't ever even finish the book, you know, because it's just too much to slog through. And so we just wanted to have a very simple, straightforward, easy to use uh, leadership manual, so to speak, for to really help leaders uh, get back to the basics of the simple truths. It really yeah. summarizes all the things, John, that we've been teaching for over 40 years. And so it's, uh, it's our way to really kind of pull things to, together uh, and so I think that's what's been fun. And the people in our company are excited about it. And they're taking one uh, simple truth a, a week and talking about it in our own internal uh, channels. Yeah, excellent. So let's talk about uh, some additional simple truths that you lay out in the book. Um, you've already outlined several. Uh, what are some of those that are your favorite simple truths? And and maybe another way to think about it is, you know, what Every leader faces roadblocks, 
obstacles, challenges in their day-to-day life. And there are real pitfalls that leaders can fall into if they're not careful. Um, So are there any of your simple truths that uh, really stand out in your mind as being like some of those seminal foundational components that you just need to be fully aware of when you get into this messy world of work that we're in with all the uncertainty, the complexity, uh, if, if we're going to survive in this kind of rapidly changing environment, what are some of those simple truths that we absolutely need to, to grasp onto? There's two simple truths in my section that really kind of go together, which is that great servant leaders use different strokes for different folks. And then the next one says great leaders not only use different strokes for different folks, but different strokes for the same folks on different responsibilities. And this ties into SL2, which is our situational approach to uh, effective leadership, which says you don't want to use one leadership style with all your people, and you don't even want to use one leadership style with an individual because they might have a, a goal that they're uh, you know, a self-directed achiever, and you can delegate, but they might have another goal that they've never never had before, and they're an enthusiastic beginner, and they need direction and, and coaching and all. And so uh, I think that's really very practical for people to say it's, it's not only different strokes for different folks, but make sure it's different strokes for the same folks. So after you set goals with your people, go over each goal and analyze their development level in terms of competence and commitment. Do they have the skills and the motivation to do it? and then determine what they need with the goal eventually to to help them become self-directed achievers in as many goals as possible. Check out my new book, The Future Leader, Creating and Transforming Next-Gen Organizations. Stemming from two decades of professional experience and over 600 in-depth interviews with executives, thought leaders, and scholars from across the globe, The Future Leader will help you explore the ordinary, everyday actions that will help you to prepare to lead in the future of work, to respond to an uncertain future, and to produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Academy. Courses, micro-credentials, and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. All HCI Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates are designed, developed, and delivered by award-winning and internationally renowned scholars, educators, thought leaders, executives, and practitioners. Our courses, micro-credentials, and certificates will help you make your mark on the future of work and make an immediate impact in your organizations check out the HCI Academy and our many course offerings and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.
Yeah, self-direction is super important. And personalization, as you mentioned, yeah. uh, we, we can't, certainly our, our people are not a monolith. And so we need to, to take approaches that are going to be uh, effective and resonate with each individual. And as you so aptly mentioned, even, even me individually, as I think about myself over the last, say, 20 years of my career, uh, different life stages, different s- career stages, different roles in organizations. Like I just have different needs. I have different goals. I have different um, outcomes that I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. And so on the one hand, you know, I could have a leader who says, well, John, we had a conversation 10 years ago and you said, this is what you wanted, you know, and, and then they just continue forward. And with, with that assumption, that doesn't work, right? That, that never really worked, but it certainly doesn't work today uh, with the rapid fire change that we're all a part of. And it's, it's not even just a matter of like once a decade checking in, it's like not even once a year checking in, not even once a quarter checking in, like you need to understand your people and you need to understand their nuances. And you need to understand that, you know, what may have worked for them last month may not be what's going to be really driving them this month uh, or this week. And, and just taking that personalized approach is always so, so important. We have a powerful concept that we've really implemented a lot of our customers call one-on-ones where we say to <clears throat> Peter Drucker said to me years ago, can nothing good happens by accident, put some structure on it. So we have people meet with their direct reports uh, once every two weeks for 15 to 30 minutes. The manager schedules a meeting, the direct report sets the agenda. And if you met with your an individual 26 times a year, you would know what's happening with them. They know what's happening with you and all. That really helps, doesn't it, Randy? <laughs> Yeah, it sure does. You know, one of the simple truths in the trust section, John, is uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? That's a familiar saying that uh, many people have probably heard, but it's true, right? You can be the smartest person in the room. Uh, People will, you know, respect that because of that, but they really trust you and become loyal to you when they know that you care about them. You have their back, right? That's what it comes down to. Does my leader have my back? Do they really care about me as a person? And do they want to help me succeed? And um, so that's where I think the magic really happens. But a curious thing about trust is that a lot of people think trust just sort of organically happens like some sort of relationship osmosis, right? Just the the longer you're in relationship with someone, trust just sort of naturally happens. Well, that's not quite true. Trust is built through the use of very specific behaviors. And so one of the other simple truths that we share is that building trust is a skill that can be learned and developed. And once you understand the core elements of trust, which we we briefly outline in the book, there are four core elements. Uh, Once you understand those, you can start to use behaviors that align with those elements of trust. And voila, what do you know? You build trust in a relationship because you're using trust building behaviors. So it takes intentional effort. It's not uh, rocket science. It's simple, but simple does not always mean easy. That's where we have to, you know, be honest with people. Simple doesn't mean easy. Oftentimes, simple, the simplest way is often the hardest way because it's just 
work, right? You've just got to do it intentionality consistency right and that that is as hard as anything that we do in life uh <laughs> to be consistent and i and i really like uh you know what you said do those trust building behaviors but it's also about learning to avoid the trust destructive behaviors okay. because there there are many things that we do without even really thinking about it that okay. undermine the trust that we build and it's a lot easier to undermine trust um, than it is to build trust. It sure is. Yeah, <laughs> and so trust busters. Yes. Yeah. Trust busters. And, we think and the I, key, John, is to have a philosophy of leadership. It's we, not me. Yeah. You know, a lot of leaders think all the brains are up the hierarchy in their office. And the rea- we, Randy and I believe it's one plus one is a lot greater than two. And uh, none of us is as smart as all of us. And so if you have a we philosophy, and your people understand that, then you start to really build trust. Yeah, and I like I like the 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 mention of one on ones. That's been a practice that I've uh, been involved in for a long, long time, and I found it to be very helpful. And in my current role with with my team, I have about uh, sixteen direct reports, and and yeah, it, you know, it, it takes some time. And some people ask me, well, how do you have the time to do all those one-on-ones every couple of weeks with all these people? Aren't you just so busy? You don't have time for that. And I say, well, I don't have time not to do that. Um, because if I'm not doing these one-on-ones, I don't actually know where they're at, what they're doing, what help they need. And it, it actually simplifies things when I'm just consistent with it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm tuned in, I'm tapped in, and then I know what to do to help them. And they're more productive, our team's more productive. And that that collective brain trust, as you just mentioned, we're all working together rather than me, you know, I, we've, we've all seen it, I, I've seen it in my own organization, you know, where you have a leader who everything has to filter through them. Like in their mind, they're the head, everything filters through them. They'll disseminate what they deem worth, you know, necessary or worthy to disseminate to other people. They'll get some input back, but mostly it just all runs through them. And in my mind, that's crazy. Not, not only does that put way too much pressure on me <laughs> to constantly be, you know, coming up with all the great ideas, um, but it, it, it disempowers my people. They don't feel as engaged or invested. Uh, and it, it really doesn't make any sense. And so just, just doing these simple, you know, half hour one-on-ones uh, every couple of weeks with my people, man, it makes a big, big difference I've found. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of blows my mind that more people aren't doing them um, because it, it can make all the difference in the world. Uh, something else you just mentioned, I, I was just talking with a VP in a, in a company and they were talking about some of the challenges and frustrations um, with in terms of trust with the CEO. So in, in their mind, and I, I don't know fully, you know, but this is certainly their perception um, that in their mind, the CEO simply doesn't trust the expertise of her VPs. And so she thinks she knows better than everyone and everything. And, and so there's kind of this ego driven kind of uh, 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 a culture and, and people are scared to challenge her. Uh, people are scared to push back when she, she wants to do something that doesn't quite make sense. Uh, and they, they just feel micromanaged. And so that trust, you know, when someone feels like they have all the answers, mm-hmm. uh, that, that can just cause a lot of problems. It inhibits innovation. Mm-hmm. It inhibits uh, ongoing uh, creativity and development. And, and you end up running everything through the head of this one person, even, even if they may be brilliant. They're not as brilliant as the collective genius of their entire team of, you know, the, the C-suite or whatever. Yeah, that's uh, one of our simple truths gets at that 
issue that you're talking about there, John, and that is the opposite of trust is not distrust. The opposite of trust is control. And so whenever you see leaders engaging in controlling type behavior, like you were just describing, right? Run everything through me. Let me double check it. You know, let me make sure I'm giving the input. Let me make sure I'm sort of micromanaging. That's a sign that there's a trust issue there going on, right? Because trust involves risk. It's a fundamental inherent aspect of trust. If there's no risk involved, right? There's no need to trust. That's a sure thing. That's a guarantee. I'd take that bet in Vegas every day of the week and twice on Sunday, right? If there was no risk. Um, but if there's any sort of risk, like someone may let you down or someone may not do the task exactly the same way you would, right? Or um, that means you're having to extend trust to them. And so it's the essence of leadership, right? Um, and so really the true test of leaders is what happens when you're not there, right? When you're not in control, is your team knocking it out of the park? Are they doing what needs to, to get done? And so, you know, we think the human ego is probably the greatest enemy of good leadership. And Ken, you want to share a little bit about your Egos Anonymous process? Yeah, we started a 12-step Egos Anonymous program, John, because we think it's the biggest addiction, both false pride when you think more than you're brighter than and then fear or self-doubt. And some of my uh, clients, they start their weekly meeting with their people with an Egos Anonymous meeting. And everybody has to stand up and say, hi, I'm Ken. And everybody says, hi, Ken. They say, I'm an egomaniac. And then they have to talk about a time during the last week, either false pride or fear or self-doubt got in their way. And we always tell people, if you can't think of one thing that you did that was ego-driven the last week, you lie about other things too. Because, uh, But it's like Alcohol Anonymous and all. The more you identify it, the better chance you have to control it. I love that. I love that. Well, Ken and Randy, it has just been a pleasure. I note the time it has flown by. I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute. You've given us a really good taste, though, for some of these simple truths, these simple principles that you outline in your book. And I think it's super exciting. Uh, I want to dig in more and I encourage listeners to do the same. Before we wrap up for today, I just wanted to give you both a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, where they can find your book, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, uh, if people want more information on the book, they can go to the book's website, which is simpletruthsofleadership.com. From there, you can jump to any of your favorite booksellers and purchase a copy if you would like. Of course, you can find out more about uh, our organization at kenblanchard.com. Uh, learn about all the great work uh, that we do with clients. And of course, Ken and I would love to connect with you on uh any of the social channels, look for us at Ken Blanchard on Twitter, at Randy Conley. Look for us on LinkedIn. We love to connect with folks and interact with them. I also have a KenBlanchardBooks.com that you can go to because I've written over 60 books over the years. So you can go and look for the topic that might be of interest to you. So it's been, been fun uh, to say the least. Very prolific. Yes. Uh, so, so much great work uh, over the years. And I'm super excited to dig more into this book. Again, I encourage listeners 
to reach out, to get connected, find out more about what Ken and Randy can do for you. Check out their books. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.